You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Villato, joined as always by Chris Flum, and we are here to preview the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine and take a look at the cornerback and safety position. Look, these positions are important. It's ubiquitous, right? It's in any single defense. These positions are very important. But the New York Giants and with Wink Martindale and how Wink Martindale somewhat deviates from what other defensive coordinators are doing, you can argue that there is a higher precedent in terms of athletic ability and man coverage skills with Wink Martindale's defense. So we're about to go over a very, very deep draft class at the cornerback position. And we'll touch on the safeties as well. But first, Chris, how you doing? You know, I am doing well. I am I am really excited to see the these defensive backs work out because you know cornerback safeties they always put on a show but man this year this cornerback class is absolutely insane. Yeah, I am seeing people project 10 corners going in the top 50 picks and I honestly wouldn't be at all surprised if we see more than that after all is said and done. Speaking about the cornerback spot during the 2022 NFL season, look, it was quite a wild ride. Dory Jackson was that lockdown corner for Wink Martindale until Brian Dable opted to put him as the punt returner, and he got hurt missing the back end of the season. And the Giants were put into a position where they had Fabian Moreau and Nick McLeod starting for them because Aaron Robinson had an appendectomy early in the year, came back, and then tore his ACL, and he was done for this season. And if you remember, Chris, we go back to training camp. One of the biggest conversations that we were having as to how the 2022 New York Giants were going to fail was if they suffered any injuries in the secondary, specifically at cornerback. And both the Dory Jackson and Aaron Robinson missed a lot of the year. And credit to Joe Shane and his front office, the pro scouting department for finding players like Fabian Moreau and Nick McLeod to plug into the system. And those players played well. You also had injury to Xavier McKinney from the Cabo incident. We all have discussed ad nauseum to this point. So that secondary was beat up and it didn't have that much depth to begin with. And they weren't excellent throughout the year, but they were held together enough to allow the Giants to win a playoff game. But man, you want to talk about adding the importance of adding fresh bodies to this position. It's very, very vital to the team moving forward to 2023. And man, do we have so many skilled and talented cornerbacks to discuss that could be available at pick 25 for Joe Shane. Yeah, there there are some that you know we we have to mention them just to kind of flesh out how deep and talented this cornerback class is, but they're not going to be a giants. Like Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. He's not going to be a giant. Uh Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Uh yes, that Joey Porter. Uh he's probably not going to be a giant. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, he's probably not going to be a giant. But these guys, they're all great technicians, great athletes, 
sticky man coverage corners, guys that Wink Martindale would love to get his hands on. But there's basically no chance that they're going to be lasting all the way down to the 25th pick in the draft. Now, there's some guys who could or maybe will be available for the Giants. And I think think that kind of starts with Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Then you get Keely Ringo out of Georgia, uh, DJ Turner out of Michigan, and then Julius Brents out of Kansas State. You know, those I think are the guys that we can really kind of hone in on for the Giants at 25th overall. And in terms of Cam Smith, the one out of South Carolina, he's a player that I feel like the combine is very important to him because there are a little bit of questions about his long speed. I watched the Tennessee South Carolina game and there were a couple snaps where Cam Smith, who plays outside but can go into the slot, aligned over Jalen Hyatt as the number two wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt is one of the fastest wide receivers in the country. And and Cam Smith had like 12 to 13 yards of separation off the line of scrimmage against Jalen Hyatt. So I think questions about Cam Smith's speed, they're fair. And I feel like they can maybe be at least quelled a little bit if he's able to go out and have a good combine. Darius Rush, who won't be drafted as highly as his teammate Cam Smith, another South Carolina cornerback, I expect him to probably test better, especially in terms of speed, than Cam Smith. I believe Darius Rush, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, he had the fastest defensive um, GPS tracking speed down at the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl. So he has some, uh, definitely has some juice to him. Yeah, I believe that's correct. But you know, Cam Smith is a player I like. I watched him over the summer. I did a a summer a summer scouting report on him. Yeah, you know, South Carolina has put some pretty darn good cornerbacks into the NFL. You got Steph Gilmore, J.C. Horn. You know, guys who, when they're on the field, are or have been two of the best corners in the NFL. And one of the things that makes them so good is the aggression, the physicality with which they play. And Cam Smith is definitely in that mold as a player. But I think the real question is, is he in the same mold as those guys as an athlete? You know, he's mentally, he is built to be a press man corner. He, I don't think would mind if he could just fight a wide receiver out there on the edge but I don't know if he has the hip fluidity, if he has the speed to be able to get in his back pedal, open his hips, flip over, and then run with, again, like a guy like Jalen Hyatt, who, yeah, he's going to run past a lot of cornerbacks at college level, and he's going to do it a lot at the NFL level. But if you're going to be in man coverage on the outside, you have to be able to hold up with those guys. And, you know, this week will, I think, be big for Cam Smith and proving to teams if he can do it. Now, a guy who definitely can do it is Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Yeah, Keely Ringo, you look at some of his GPS speed, he was tracked this season at 22.6 miles per hour at six foot two, 215 pounds. And I haven't evaluated Ringo's tape yet. And I haven't evaluated a lot of these cornerbacks yet. I'm really excited to kind of dive into their tape, but I watch college football and I have a vague idea of how these players perform as prospects. I did evaluate South Carolina's film. So I got to see a little bit of Cam Smith, but Keely Ringo at that size with his physicality and the fact that he runs a four, three consistently, according to the Georgia program really kind of aligns him perfectly with this 
event that's coming up, right? Like if he shows up there and he looks the part, which he's going to look the part with that size and that length while running a four, three and testing out of the, out of the freaking gym in terms of the explosiveness type of traits, you know, vertical jump, broad jump guy like Keely Ringo could even move up the board a little bit more. Cause I remember he was the name, Chris, that I was, I would always hear in reference to the cornerback position before this season, but now you have Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Cam Smith, DJ Turner, and all these other players. So a good combine. I mean, it can help anybody out, but Ringo is definitely one of the ones who could really benefit from it. Yeah, especially since he isn't, I I think he isn't quite as technically polished as some of the top guys are. I think he, he might have been able to get away relying on his size and athleticism at the college level, but we know Wink Martindale, he likes big physical corners. He likes guys who have that the athletic profile to man up so he can play cover one and just send hair on fire blitzes after quarterbacks every other snap or every snap if he can get away with it. So I really could see Keely Ringo having his name circled for the Giants and them really keying in on him, especially this week, and if he it, if he works out as well as we think he will. But then you mentioned another Bruce Feldman freaks list guy, DJ Turner out of Michigan. Now, he's not as big as Keely Ringo is. He still has good size. I don't see a reason why he can't play press man at the NFL level. But he runs a reported 4-2-8-40 and is reportedly clocked at 23.07 miles per hour on the GPS. And that's not even the most impressive thing about him athletically. He reportedly runs a 6.29 three cone. Now, just for a little bit of um, perspective on that, Odell Beckham had a 6.69 at the combine back in 2014. A 6.29 is insane quickness and agility <laughs> that has to be close to i think it was buster screen who had the record for the fastest three cone but somebody might have beaten that since buster screen has come into the nfl but that has to be close no now it, it that that absolutely has to be close i i don't know what the record is off the top of my head but if that isn't it he's only off by a tiny little bit <laughs> And it's also pretty interesting too, because if you turn on DJ Turner's tape and again, haven't evaluated it, but just watch Michigan football, he has a ton of plays where he is clicking and closing and just exploding downhill through slant routes and through flat routes and forcing PBUs. So that was something that he did pretty, pretty frequently at the University of Michigan. And then we have a player, Chris, man, that, that I think, and there is a very nice description of this player that is in this doc that I feel like he's going to fit very well into Wink Martindale system. And that is Julius Brents from Kansas state who has pornographic type of length, right? This dude has 33 and three fourth inch arms, 82 and seven eighth inch wingspan for reference. Sauce Gardner was known as one of the longest cornerbacks to come through the draft, right? Especially with his skill set and his movement ability. And from what I've seen from Brents, he might, he's not quite sauce Gardner, right? Or we would be discussing him a lot higher than some of these other players, but sauce Gardner had 33 and a half inch arms, which was 97th percentile. So Julius Brent's a little bit longer, but the difference in the wingspan is just astronomical, man. Like Sauce Gardner's wingspan was 79 and three eighth inch, which was 95th percentile. Brent's is 82 and seven eighth at six foot three, 205 pounds. Chris, this is somebody too, who isn't 
a, just a stiff rail. You know, he he can transition a little bit. And when you watch his tape, he's smart, bro, especially in zone coverage. He is passing guys off in pattern match, and he is coming off. He's reading the quarterback. He is baiting. He came away with an interception in week five against Texas Tech, where he was the outside cornerback, and he read the little spot route, and he just baited right when the quarterback wound back to throw the football. He just jumped it, came away with an interception. He had a couple plays like that throughout his film. So Julius Brents, I'm telling you, that is a player that Giant fans should be aware of just because that length and ability to press up at the line of scrimmage is not something that every cornerback possesses. No, and we know the Giants were interested, very interested, I think, in Sauce Gardner and also Derek Stingley out of LSU last year. And I think if either one of those guys were on the board at fifth overall, I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau would be a giant right now. Now, obviously, we are happy with, with Kayvon. I think the Giants are thrilled to be able to draft him, but they probably had Gardner and Stingley higher. And we know, we know Wink Martindale loves him some big physical cornerbacks. And if Julius Brent tests out as w- maybe not as well as Sauce Gardner did, and another name to keep in mind is Tariq Woolen. Uh, Seattle Seahawk right now at out of UTSA. He was another guy basically the same size as Brent's at six foot three, willing to six foot four, 205 pounds, over 33 and a half inch arms. I believe uh, Woolen had 33 and five eighths. So again, just a little bit shorter arms than Brent's and also a much shorter wingspan. Yeah, just the amount of area that Julius Brents is physically able to cover what, what I like to think of is his catch denial radius, you know, to, mm. to kind of opposite the a wide receivers catch radius is absolutely insane. So if he shows even just good speed, anything in like the four fours would, would be fantastic for him. He doesn't have to get down to the four threes or a four, two like woolen and just good movement skills. Uh, I think the field drills will be particularly big for Brents to show that he can be compact in his backpedal, that he can open his hips, he can flip and do a speed turn and run down the field with a wide receiver. If he can do those things, if the Giants like him, they might have to take him in the first round because I don't think he would last to them in the second round. I don't believe he would last to them in the second round either. And there's another cornerback that we haven't really even touched on all that often who I really feel like the Giants are going to be interested in. I haven't had the pleasure to watch him, but I've seen highlights. And just judging off the highlights, he seems like he can handle so many different responsibilities and coverage. And that is Maryland's Deontay Banks, another guy who has solid size, not quite the size of someone like Julius Brents, who we just went over. But Banks is a player who can come out here. And if he looks smooth in transition skills, and that's kind of where... I'm really going to be paying attention. Look, the athletic testing is one thing. These guys have been training for that for quite a while, Chris. And I and I would imagine these top guys are probably going to perform relatively well in them. But when you get them on those on-field transition drills, how smooth do they look in their transitions? Can they maintain balance and momentum as they're flipping their hips back and forth? Can they locate the football, make the catch? things like that. And I feel like a player like Deontay Banks is going to look smooth in those types of drills. I wonder if Joey Porter Jr. will look smooth in those drills. I'm, I'm like Joey Porter Jr. He's physical. I, re- I really like him. He gets a little bit of grabby. He's a, I don't want to say he's stiff, but from the little bit I've seen, I've not evaluated the tape. From the little bit I have seen, I wonder how smooth he will look relative to all of these other players who are going to be doing those same transition drills. So I'm looking forward to that as well. 
Yeah, and I just want to note, like, some our listeners might have noticed that we've said that we haven't really been able to dive into these guys. We haven't really evaluated the tape. It's not that we haven't watched these guys. It's more that we have watched players play against them. Uh, for me personally, the combine is probably biggest for defensive backs, and I think that's really because of what you talk about there their hip fluidity, their lower body flexibility, how well they're able to transition from those back pedals to running down the field, or if they can click and close and trigger downhill. You know, a lot of that is kind of difficult to evaluate on tape, partly because the TV angle kind of sucks for it, but also partly because that those, those situations don't show up consistently in games but they are vitally important because when you when a cornerback needs to be able to do it they need to be able to do it otherwise it is a big play for the offense and i think how well a corner is able to transition how oily their hips are to use a mayochism really does separate the corners from the safeties and there are guys who they played cornerback in college but their best position is safety at the NFL. And at least for me, the combine is really one of the big determinants to figuring out which guy sorts in where. Yeah. When I say evaluating, that's different than watching tape. I watch a lot of tape, but evaluating means I sit down and I basically do paperwork on the player. It's a little bit different. I, I make my thoughts, I put them in a concise manner, and then I post them on an outlet that is not affiliated to Big Blue View. <laughs> so I won't mention that, but I'm sure you can find it if you go to my pinned tweet up on my Twitter profile. But Chris, before we get into some of the other, maybe even cornerbacks and then the safeties, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Chris. To start with the safeties, cornerbacks, nickel defenders, these guys who are a little bit more versatile but will likely not be outside corners, I want to start with Alabama's Brian Branch, who will likely be a first-round pick. Look, just watching Alabama against Tennessee, watching Alabama against some of the other teams, and just watching Alabama on Saturday, you see Branch out there, right? You see Branch number 14 out there making plays, making plays in the slot, making plays at safety sometimes, making plays outside, just doing a bunch of different things. How do you feel like he could test at this combine, at this event? Because he is somebody else who is clocking near 22 miles per hour, according to the GPS tracking devices. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what 
he how he looks, particularly in those field drills. I expect him to test well in the measurable events, but for me, it'll be the the field drills to to really see how quick his feet are, how how loose his hips are. Yeah, if he does well, I could see him being almost like a uh, a souped up version of Julian Love, where he can, you can just line him up anywhere. Yeah, he might have enough size and physicality to play almost like a star or pseudo linebacker role, but also drop back, play the single high coverage in a cover three or a cover one, be that true center fielder, maybe drop down and cover the slot. You know, Alabama did have him do that on occasion. They even had him line up man to man on slot on slot receivers. So I think Brian branch of the safeties, he's going to be the one to really watch. Although his uh, teammate out there, Jordan Battle, I think he might be, well, he's definitely all name team. And that is a fantastic name for a safety. Yeah, I think Battle, he's another high IQ safety, but he might be more of a, a traditional box, strong safety type guy. You know, I don't think he's going to have the, the possibility to have any cornerback in him. There are other cornerbacks out there, like uh, TCU's uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson. Yeah, I don't know that he is big enough to be an outside corner for the Giants. He'll, he's probably about you know, five foot nine, maybe 180 pounds. Which, yeah, we saw the Giants draft Cordell Flott last year. Probably be their slot corner for the future. He has great length, but he, he was also pretty slight. So. Maybe the Giants are okay drafting an undersized corner, but Hodges Tomlinson, he is a super agile, really, really oily and fast cornerback out there. So I think he's a guy we can be aware of. I don't know that he's going to be a first-round guy. Maybe somebody to pay attention to start to get around to the Giants pick in the second round if they don't draft one of these big, long outside corners with their first-round pick. Caillou Blue Kelly is another player who would fit that as well. I was a little disappointed in his measurements because Stanford said I think he was like a solid 6'2". He was like hardly over six foot down at the Reese's Senior Bowl, sub 200 pounds, sub 32-inch arms, but 31 and three-fourths is, is, is tolerable arm length. That's another player that the Giants can get on day two who can compete with Cordell Flott to start outside. That's Caillou Blue Kelly from Stanford. And then another safety I kind of wanted to throw at you. Have you seen the Boise State safety yet, uh, J.L. Skinner? No, I have not. I have not had that pleasure. Yeah, he is another one of these guys who he, he's not dense really, but he's six foot four, 220 pounds who can pack a punch. And I watched his tape against Wyoming where he had two interceptions. The second interception came right after the first one. They were just both late in the fourth quarter. But the second one, I just loved how he kind of knew. It seemed like he knew what the, the route was going to be. It was a deep seven corner post route over the middle of the field in the end zone. And just the discipline that he showed not to commit his hips allowed him to just basically redirect the number two wide receiver to the cornerback who was taking that deep fourth. And then he was able to just basically flip his hips to anticipate that it was going to be a post, realizing that the corner route was basically running out of space and running out of room towards the sideline. And then he was able to track the football in and get both of his feet in bounds for the interception. So I love the fact that he was able to close that game out against Wyoming with two interceptions late in the fourth quarter. And just from the little bit of tape I've seen in that Wyoming game, he, uh, 
I appreciated his movement skills and his ability to anticipate route breaks and things of that nature. And that size that he does possess is also something that can come in handy at the safety position. That's JL Skinner from Boise State. Yeah, that is all really intriguing. And just talking about his size, I do wonder if some teams might not look at him as a will linebacker, you know, just off ball linebacker, but big enough to play in the box. But if you have that coverage ability, those coverage instincts and experience, that could be very handy for a team. So maybe they don't have to play quite as many sub packages where you could keep your quote unquote linebacker on the field, but basically have it be essentially a uh, Buffalo nickel, like a three safety set or even a dime package where he's you've a got little, the- yeah, he's a little high cut in the hips, which, which give me pause for the linebacker position. Cause that's one of the reasons why he's tall. What I mean by high cut in the hips is he's, he's like all legs, you know, like his legs are very, very long. And then his hips just kind of sit and he has his little torso. <laughs> but typically when you, when you are high cut, it could lead to change of direction issues. I didn't really see that in the game against Wyoming all that often, but as a linebacker, it's not necessarily that dense build that you want from a player who's going to field blocks and stack and shed and do things like that. that require a little bit more physicality. Yeah. that And these are all things that teams have to take into account because you see that you know, six foot four, two twenty, two twenty five. Teams are going to look as like, okay, could this guy be a versatile scheme diverse? Uh, sorry, position diverse player for us. But then, if they don't have the movement skills or they they don't have the ability to play with leverage, then that does take it out. Now, another guy that he might wind up having to change positions at the NFL level. Is uh, Tariq Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami. Yeah, he was listed at, well, I believe, six foot two fifteen. Came at the, came into the Senior Bowl at six foot, but also uh, two oh four. So a little bit lighter. Maybe he dropped some weight to maybe run a little bit better. But I I have seen some concerns that he is a great athlete in a straight line, but as much press man coverage as he played at Miami, he might not have the the hip fluidity, the mobility to play that type of defense at the NFL level. So maybe that kind of limits him to more of a cover three, or maybe you try, you try transitioning him to safety, which yeah, I personally do like the idea of taking a cornerback who doesn't quite have the, the movement skills, the agility, the fluidity, to stay a corner at the NFL and move them to safety because they still have all of that experience in coverage. I loved his interception though against Georgia Tech. That was one where the where Georgia Tech attempted to run like an H back fade with the number one wide receiver to the boundary side, which was where Stevenson was lined up in press. He ran an inside release right up to the safety. So basically the play design for the offense was to have that H back just fade into open space with Stevenson cleared out by the number one's release. But Stevenson read the entire thing and then peeled off of the inside breaking release, went right to the H back and then intercepted the pass. And I just felt like it showed a little bit of processing. Also appreciate his physical nature. That is Stevenson from the University of Miami. Chris, is there anybody else you want to go over before we get out of here? You know, I, I think if we wanted to touch on all of the cornerbacks that could put on a show or even just all of the defensive backs in general that 
could catch the Giants' eye in this draft, we would literally be here all day. This draft is absolutely stacked in the defensive secondary, and I am honestly just looking forward to seeing them out on the field and seeing who does what and who surprises. Because like there are guys who we haven't even mentioned, haven't brought their names up at all, like uh, Riley Moss out of Iowa. He, he cracked the top 20 in Bruce Feldman's freaks list, and this is the first we are mentioning him. And there are going to be other guys who will probably be drafted somewhere in the first two rounds that we haven't had the chance to talk about, but just keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, Moss, is on the field. Moss is one who could have a really good combine. So we'll have to wait and see. And if you want to watch the combine, the on-field workouts on March 3rd, that is Friday. So that's when the cornerbacks will be doing their on-field workouts. March 2nd will be the linebackers, the defensive linemen, we have March 5th will be the offensive linemen, wide receivers, and tight ends are March 4th. So just to, if you're interested in seeing this like I am and like I'm sure a lot of you are, just Google the schedule and you'll get all of that. But thank you so much for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to BigBlueView.com for all of our written content about free agency, about these college prospects coming in, who will mesh well with the New York Giants. Just dropped the video earlier this week on big blue view about Zay flowers. And if he's a good fit for the New York giants at pick 25, so please go and enjoy that. And also just have a lovely day and enjoy the combine. Take care everyone and be well. More to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all in one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.